You are now entering the court of Judge Gina Liano. Friends are our chosen family, but that doesn't mean it's always smooth sailing between two pals. When you need a friendship fight resolved once and for all, you come to my courtroom. I am Judge Gina, and my decision is final. You better be ready to hear my ruling. Sometimes, working with a mate can be the death of a relationship. Louis has brought Frooms to Judge Gina seeking recompense for a missed rehearsal of their critically acclaimed comedy show, Besties. Louis is seeking $1,000 due to wasted time. Can their friendship survive the business we call show? My full name is Lewis Oscar Hansen. You might know me by Louis. And you know me potentially from the internet or from some articles that I've written online or from just being an icon in general. I have come to judge Gina because I'm feeling really betrayed by a best friend. My name is Lucinda Price, aka Frooms. You would know me from the Flex and Froom show on Cater or on Instagram. So Louis is one of my best friends. We've known each other for about four or five years. We had one final in-person rehearsal the week before our, in hindsight, critically acclaimed Melbourne Comedy Festival shows. And I received a text from Ms Lucinda Frooms-Price informing me that she had been on a bender the night before and hadn't slept. So we didn't end up having the rehearsal and I was really upset by that. Today I am countersuing Louis for 69.69, do without what you will, uh, just for having my reputation dragged through the mud, really. So I have come here today for no other reason than to get $1,000. Cost of living is high, and I went through some distress when Lucinda ditched that rehearsal. Court is now in session. Please rise for Judge Gina. Okay, Louis and Lucinda. Yes. Okay, you two, your friends, I understand. Besties. 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 How do you know each other? We met when we worked at the same media publication, probably about four years ago now. Instantly, there was a connection. We were like kindred spirits and we've been so close ever since. Yes. We were both writers and presenters and so we bonded over the trauma of writing and presenting. (laughs) You've bonded over the trauma of writing and presenting. Yes. <laughs> okay. You currently working together? We did some shows recently for Melbourne Comedy Festival and Sydney Comedy Festival. And I would say this is the first project in quite a few years that we, we've done together. So you're both comedians. Tell me a joke. Make me laugh. Oh. What's green and has wheels? I don't know. Grass. I lied about the wheels. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, then we, if you lie in this court, you're not going to get very far. Right. Tell me a proper joke. Um, my dating life. Oh, that's the joke, your dating life. Yeah. Okay. You've summed it up. There you go. Th- thank you, Judge Gina. All right. Okay. So Louis actually asking for $1,000 as a victim of being dogged by his bestie, resulting in emotional turmoil and subsequent distraction from what should have been your focus on being an icon is your description. 
Okay, you have to focus on that. Okay, well, we hope it just comes naturally. But in any event... Yeah, was there a sentence after um, that said um, Judge Jenny would understand as she herself is an icon? Well, no, that doesn't Did, say was that, that Was here. that included? No, I think that was, it was deliberately omitted actually because I don't need your flattery. So how did you quantify $1,000? Just like a really impressive clean number. Oh, okay. Well, can you tell me why I would be compelled to agree to that? Um, Because I just felt like I experienced so much distress following the incident. Um, Distress that I didn't need in the lead up. No, but explain what that looks like. What do you mean by distress? Okay, you say that you were upset and on the day and that you felt like you were dogged by your friend. But the show went ahead and you didn't suffer any difficulties ultimately with the show. You got stellar reviews from the age. It was critically acclaimed. I have had a look over your application, Louis, and it says here that you were meant to have a final rehearsal on the Sunday prior to the commencement of your Melbourne Comedy Festival shows. And Lucinda texted you at 7am saying that she hadn't slept all night and that she wouldn't be making it to the rehearsal. I wouldn't be laughing. Does that sound right? Louis, is that your side of the story? Correct, Judge Gina. How did that make you feel and what was the issue there? Why couldn't you rehearse another time? Why was it only Sunday morning or Sunday? So Lucinda was going to fly back to Sydney later that day. So I'm Melbourne-based, Lucinda Sydney-based. And this was the final in-person rehearsal before Lucinda then flew back to Sydney and then she would come down again and we would do the shows. So I considered this our last in-person rehearsal right. before the shows. So it was an important one to me. Okay. And are you are you employed by anyone or this is just something you do independently? Are you paid for it? Yeah, I would just say we're kind of like full-time icons. So no, this is literally just us right. doing things ourselves. Okay. But you got paid for the show? Correct. Did you suffer any loss as a result of not having that rehearsal? Yes. What was it? Emotionally, I went through some emotional turmoil. I felt as though Lucinda had prioritised a potential suitor over the besties' performances at Melbourne Comedy Festival. And that made me feel upset. And it also meant that I was distracted from putting in the hours to rehearse for the show, you know, in those last final hours of rehearsal. So you can't rehearse on your own, obviously. We rely on each other. We bounce off each other. It's essentially a one-hour sleepover where we walk onto stage and it just, this back and forth ensues. It's very conversational. And is it scripted or is it something that you ad-lib at the time? I would say we have an idea of the general stories that we want to tell, but the majority of the hour is ad-lib. Okay. So when you had done the two rehearsals, they were both in Melbourne and Lucinda had flown down to Melbourne for those? Yes. Correct. And she'd flown down to Melbourne on this occasion for the third rehearsal and hadn't turned up. On my own dime, Miss um, Judge Gina. So it's cost you money to fly down here, but clearly you recognised that there was a necessity for a rehearsal. You've even put your hand in your pocket and paid for it. Is that right? You you recognise that you would benefit from a third rehearsal. Some would say. Would you say? Do you agree with that? Uh, next, no comment. No, no, you'll need to answer that question. Uh, you're not at um, the police station being interrogated. <laughs> you're in a court. 
So you need to tell me, did you, do you agree that you were flying down to Melbourne for the purpose of a rehearsal? I was flying down to Melbourne for the purpose of two rehearsals, not three. Oh, so what you're saying is Louis got it wrong. You were in Melbourne, but you weren't there for a rehearsal. Correct. That is scandalous. I don't believe you. Why did you text him at seven o'clock in the morning to say that you couldn't make it to the rehearsal? Why would you text someone at seven o'clock in the morning and say, I'm not going to make it to something if you tell me you weren't here for that purpose? <laughs> well, Gina, I think we need to look at the receipts because I didn't say that I couldn't make it, actually. There is some evidence here that needs to be witnessed by you. Well, no, I want you to tell me first. So I went out on the Saturday night. I'd met a man on the Friday night and I thought I'm only in Melbourne for a few nights. Mm-hmm. need to take opportunities as they come as a girl boss. You never know when they're going to not be there. That feels like a dig. So, yes, I decided I will go out and have a drink with this gentleman, which I did, as I want to do as a young, red-blooded female, warm-blooded female, and it turned into quite a um, large night. As I said, I didn't sleep. I sent Louis a message and it is time-stamped at 7.06am. To be precise. Sunday. What do you say happened? I say that I informed Louis that I had not slept. When? Uh, Sunday, the morning of morning of the rehearsal. What time was the rehearsal scheduled for? It was not scheduled. Louis, what time was the rehearsal scheduled for? We had this general consensus that it would be late afternoon at some point. I object. What time was your flight out back to Sydney? My flight out to Sydney was 1pm. Okay. Gina, the rehearsal had not been scheduled. It was a loose plan. Okay. What was the loose plan? In my mind, the plan was for us to meet at 10 a.m., 10 a.m., and rehearse for one hour before I jetted off from St Kilda to the airport. It takes roughly one hour on a good day. We were going to meet at my house. I didn't say that we couldn't meet. I said, however, that I had not slept. Were you just bragging about the night before? What was the purpose of letting him know that? (laughs) (laughs) A bit of both, Your Honour. Right. Your Honour, I was was bragging, if I'm being real. (laughs) Let's be honest. All right. So, Louis, what did you say? Immediately it put me in the foulest mood of all time. Well, I can understand you were left in the lurch and that you had a really significant performance, three of them actually, and they do say failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Exactly right, Your Honour. I'm like not even going to lie, I'm going to put my hands up. I was a bit sassy, a bit chewy, um, over the text, kind of just like shutting it down, like it's fine, it's fine. Because usually I'm quite an expressive texter. Straight away, Lucinda was like, okay, something was up. So Lucinda then calls me and is like, girl, like, what's going on? And I was just like, Lucinda, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just, um, I'm a bit disappointed in your behavior. Okay. And then? Um, Well, then I I feel like Lucinda was kind of like, oh, but you can like still come over. And I was like, girl, you literally haven't slept. And like, what are we going to do? Yeah, you just felt that it would be a waste of your time to go there. Yes. I mean, I don't know Correct. what she'd been up to, but I'm guessing all night something kept her awake all night. And uh, <laughs> on that basis, I mean, at some point she's going to want to sleep. What's the point of you taking the effort to go all the way there? Usually I'm a bit of a party gal, but I had stayed inside all weekend, prioritised the show over my social life, even though I was craving a night out on the town. So in anticipation of the rehearsal, you were a good girl and you stayed home? Completely, Judge Gina. Right. So you didn't quite have the same opportunities coming your way as as Lucinda may have had. Is that well, sound right? You could say I had uh, 
sparser opportunities than Lucinda yes. of that weekend. So basically what you're telling me is for the sake of a bit of romance, you'll ditch your friend. So that'd be right. I need audio because we have an audience who can't see, Louis, what that expression means. <laughs> so if you can verbalise it so for I'm, the transcript, sorry, we can record it. I, I, I just gestured um, in a very exasperated manner um, in agreement with you. Okay. Lucinda, what do you say about that? Well, Louis was supposed to come to my house and I sent him this photo, Gina. Well, I don't know what that is. Can you describe it? What's that, you sleeping? I don't want to see that. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is that you showing me how tired you are? What is that? <laughs> At 7.06am or is that just so that you Your can... Honour, that's Lucinda stumbling away from her <laughs> potential suitors as the sun is rising. I was simply putting a face to a name and letting Louis know that I was awake and that I was on foot and right. I said, it, it's giving I haven't slept core. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Do you want to come over at like 12 for a good solid hour? I really cooked it last night, but it was for a good cause. Well, that doesn't sound right because your flight was at one and as far as I'm aware, you need to be at the airport 45 minutes before that. So I don't think 12 o'clock's going to be an invitation for anybody other than to help you to the car with your luggage. (laughs) Your mind is that powerful, Your Honour. Kisasing doesn't give you points, Louis. Okay, so that's not a plan. This was the Sunday before the first show on the 28th of April, is that right? Correct. And what day is the 28th of April? I'm just checking. It was a Friday. Friday. So you didn't have time between then and Friday to have another rehearsal? We did. We had it over Zoom. Well, that was my next question. So you did have a rehearsal over Zoom? Many, actually, yes. Many. Okay, when was that? Uh, I would say that was on Tuesday night and then I returned to Melbourne on the Thursday. We had a rehearsal all day Thursday. We then had a rehearsal morning of the show on Friday and then again Friday afternoon. So multiple rehearsals. Sounds to me like you would have had those multiple rehearsals in any event and that, that in actual fact Sunday wasn't your final opportunity like you've said. That's what you've said to me, Louis, that that was your last chance. Okay, face to face. But, I mean, come on, we've all come out of lockdown and everybody's done everything remotely for a long time. I think we've sort of got our head around doing things remotely. There's just something about the vibe of being in person. I agree. And I did feel like it was our final chance because, let's be honest, the next time we were going to see each other was like the day before the show. And by then, like, you know. I get it. I'll get to Frooms. You're countersuing Louis for $696.90 for the Sunday, is it Scaries? Yes. Induced by feeling like a flaky friend when in actual fact you were getting, does it say near it? Getting near it, Your Honour. As research for the show. Yes. Right. So did you, did that rendezvous, that encounter form part of your repertoire at the show? Both directly and indirectly, definitely. It gave me um, a lust for life that really came across on stage and also provided so, me so with some material. So even a week later, a week later you were still. Yes, Gina, I go for long Long stretches. Okay. So you say that um, you want to counter sue Louis for 600. How, how did you quantify $696.90? Where's. I just want to know about how you even got to 90 cents. What does. What is that? <laughs> so go on, tell me. What's the 696. <clears throat> 69.69. Oh, 69.69. Okay. There you go. That's what you're asking. Yeah, are you for. familiar, Gina? Well, no, not familiar, but I know what you're talking about. So that's just you being a little bit crass. 
Okay. I don't think that just throwing a 69 and a 69 is going to cut it in my court. I don't think that that's actually a quantification for anything other than just another opportunity for you to be a little bit vulgar and crass. <laughs> so has anything like this happened before where either of you have let each other down or, uh, you know, you've been distracted in any way? Well, Gina, I would say I've been single for quite a long time now and I believe that in the Maslow hierarchy of needs, there's shelter, air, water and also physical touch. And so when opportunities are presented for me, I need to take those opportunities. And at times I have felt like Louis has, um, dare I say, in court, cock-blocked me. <gasps> right. Okay. Well, we won't use that terminology. Excuse me? We're not going to use that language. I think you're just preoccupied with something and you have to clear your mind and get focused. We are both single and ravenous. And ravenous. At the moment. Ravenous, Your Honour. The table in the studio looks like a penis and balls. <laughs> and so it's actually... I will agree with Plaintiff Frooms that we are currently sitting on quite a phallic table. Right. Okay. This is very much a, a distraction from the question that I asked, which is, has this ever happened before where either of you have let each other down and somehow you've snuck in... Uh, a cock block and a <laughs> table that looks like a penis and testicles. So I'm actually not sure who I'm talking to. Lucinda literally what said, on earth is look going over there on? at the penis-shaped Let's table. Let's pull this right back. I mean, I don't know what genitalia you've seen in your life, but I've got three dogs, two sons, and I've been married twice. So I think I've had a pretty good <laughs> run of different um, genitalia and that does not look anything like what you're talking about. Okay, I've heard enough. I'm going to deliberate. Judge Gina is deliberating and will soon hand down her verdict. Please do not leave the courtroom. All right. So to sum it up, Louis is suing Lucinda uh, for negligence after she ditched a rehearsal for a love interest. Then we've got Froome's she would like to counterclaim $696.90. I'm going to reject the counterclaim of $696, the claim of $1,000. I'm going to deny on the basis that the performance went ahead, there were multiple rehearsals, and that at the end of the day, you should understand that your friends do what they do. And uh, really, you just have to accept that if you have a single girl who's dedicated to her career but likes to be a girl boss and go out, that uh, unfortunately that's what she might be doing. So that's my decision and it's final. I feel horrific about today's outcome. I really came in to this court case with my eyes on the prize, and that was a cute, clean, sexy number, $1,000. I feel like $1,000 is really the apt figure to counteract for the fact that I went through emotional turmoil. I believe that our disagreement has been settled for once and for all. I thought that Judge Gina was quite fair. Um, albeit intimidating at times, but I truly love that for her. She is an icon. She is amazing. I think it's good for Louis to have somewhere to air his feelings and having someone like Judge Gina as a mediator is a blessing. So I think we should be very, very thankful for today's experience and what has transpired here. 
I think we're going to be fine. I think our relationship's going to be fine from here. She is a real one through and through. And I, I love that girl. I just wanted money. I'm going to be honest. This has been an iHeart production.